I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All you golf fans know that Will Zelatoris won his very first PGA Tour title last week in a three-hole playoff. And joining me now is Damon Goddard, Will's sports performance and nutrition coach. And Damon is a leading expert in golf performance conditioning and post-rehab and nutrition. And it's a pleasure to talk with you, Damon. Welcome to Talking Golf. No, I'm honored to be on here, and thank you for the invite. You and I met at the U.S. Open at the Country Club of Brookline, and you were working at the time with uh, Jordan Spieth and Will and Davis Riley, and I know you have clients in other sports as well, but let's focus on your work with these golfers. If you could explain to my audience what exactly you do with these golfers and and how helpful you can be to them. No, I'll try to simplify it. My role in this entire golf performance spectrum, um, listen, these guys have so many members to their team now, uh, and we all work in tandem. And so what I do from the the golf side is I really want to make sure that the machine is operating optimally. And so we do that through strength and conditioning. We do that through recovery protocols. We do that through nutrition and monitoring a lot of uh, the external variables that come into play for um, things that may inhibit their performance. And so my role is to continually uh, be on task with the athlete in order to make them optimally perform every single week. All right. Well, these guys perform every single week. It's a grueling schedule. And, you know, just uh, in terms of Will Zelatoris, I mean, he's had three runner-up finishes in the majors, um, in the 2021 Masters, he's, he finished second to Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, this year in January, he lost to Luke Liss in the playoffs. And, the you know, in the Farmers Insurance Open, he was um, so close. Uh, lost to JT in a three-hole playoff of the PJ Championship. Tied for a second at the U.S. Open. And he finally emerged as the victor at uh, the uh, tournament, the St. Jude's classic in memphis so talk first of all you must feel so joyful for him because you've you've been part of his team for a while now right <laughs> no i mean listen uh, you know obviously i love to see the success of the athletes and then you know that's always a byproduct of the work that's always put in it's kind of like what i always say to these guys is is uh you know winning is just a little byproduct of the preparation that nobody sees right and uh to see will in such a short amount of time have so much success uh, within, you know, a very short career on the PJ so far. Um, you know, a lot of people forget that it's just been, you know, about a year, a little over uh, a year, uh, almost two years while he's been playing. And so this is actually a pretty quick little, little win. 
and the success he's had on it so far has has been outstanding and it's always fun to see uh listen i I, i'll take second places too uh it's better than missing the cut um but to see him finally hoist a trophy uh it, it was a very proud moment uh something that i know he's been diligently working on and something that we've been you know putting together as an entire team uh and to see it come to fruition is just unbelievable so what exactly have you been working on with will give us some insight if you would, with, you know, what these players go through on a day-to-day basis to, to be the best they can be. Oh my gosh. I mean, so much goes into it. And and a lot of people don't realize the, um, you know, all the variables that come into play with these guys. It's, you know, the travel, the new hotels, the uh, nutrition, the hydration, the conditioning, the recovery stuff, a lot of it comes into play in order just to be able to hit a, a simple white ball into a hole um, as few times as the competition. Um, so, you know, with like with what we're doing with Will, we've had a concerted effort over this past year uh, to a year and a half of we knew, um, you know, listen, he's got a you know, very skinny frame when he came in. And we are taking a look at, okay, I not only want success you know, soon, but I have to take a look at it. And the team has to take a look at the 15 to 20 year career that we're going to have with this guy. And so how do we prepare that athlete to, to, to you know, reduce the risk of injury, number one, but to be able to withstand the rigors of just being a professional athlete? And so with him in particular, one of the biggest uh, things we want to do is we actually wanted to gain some weight on him, right? And so that's, you know, been a big discussion of, you know, gaining 15 to 20 pounds with Will. But you got to realize that that's been over a good year and a half time frame, right? And so um, it just didn't happen overnight. Uh, by doing that via nutrition, via conditioning, um, being very concerted in our efforts throughout the year to, you know, be able to push to the to the edge of the cliff, but not push over the edge to where he still can be able to perform day in and day out. Um, and what we see on Thursday and Sunday, what we not realize is there's a lot of demand on these guys on, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays as well. So, I mean, they're 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 grinding week in, week out. Then they're going to have obligations when they come back home as well. And so um, take all that in consideration and we go, okay, how can I keep this machine operating throughout a very long year uh, is going to be very paramount for us. So with Will in particular, he's done a phenomenal job of sticking to the program in terms of his conditioning program, sticking to all the recovery protocols, sticking to his nutrition as well. Uh, he's a very disciplined athlete, which, you know, once again, byproduct of that is being able to, get the second places and get the, get the first places. And, uh, and so that, that, you know, you take an athlete like Will who's very disciplined like that. Um, it, it's, it's nice to, to deal with an athlete like that. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't realize he was six foot two and he's what, 175 pounds now. Yeah. We'll undulate right now between 178, 175. Yeah, absolutely. And the key thing for us is trying to maintain that weight, especially in the, you know, summertime, um, especially with, you know, being back to back with a lot of our tournaments as well. Um, It's a grind to be able to maintain that weight, especially on a framework like that. Um, A lot of guys uh, in his line of business will will lose a lot of weight uh, during the, you know, grind of the summertime. Uh, So for him to be able to stick to it throughout the summertime, but throughout the kind of tail end of the season as well has been pretty awesome. And so how do you increase that, that muscle weight with somebody like him? 
you know, with him, I mean, it's a, it's interesting because most of us have the concern of trying to lose weight. Right. And, uh, it's not easy to get a, to get a guy like that to gain weight. Um, but some of the things that we're going to take a look at, you know, whether we're increasing his protein intake, we're increasing some of his, um, supplementation, but quite honestly, and, and I don't want to simplify it, uh, because to be able to elicit one to 2% of performance out of an elite athlete like that's not, the, not an easy task. Um, but you know, for our listeners and for, for you and I, uh, you know, and span with, with a guy like, Will, we, we really kind of pick on the low hanging fruit and we go, okay, what, what are our sleep patterns looking like? What are our, um, you know, nutritional patterns? What are our hydrations? What are our stress management, um, protocols? You know, how are those looking? um throughout the day and how are we managing that right and so literally anybody that wants to lose weight or even gain weight if i've got poor quality of sleep um and my body's just going to be uh, wreaking havoc and not you know operating on a full tilt so a simple thing like you know sleep and optimizing stress management and being concerted with my nutrition and hydration those are low-hanging fruit that i know we can accomplish um, especially for you know you and I and just every, everyday uh, individuals, um, but for a guy like Will, if we can optimize the sleep patterns, get better sleep quality, stress management is much better. We put you know things into play to help stress management. Um, you know, really optimize the nutrition. Then I then I know it's going to be a lot easier when we get the low hanging fruit to then get the high hanging fruit and get really dirty detailed in how we can increase weight or decrease weight or just really simply keep it optimized at an even keel throughout the year. I mean, you have to look at so many different factors and everybody's so individualistic, right? So what works for Will Zalatoris, who has a completely different body frame than say Jordan Speed, they're so different. So each person has a totally different program and you must, you have many certifications in fitness, nutrition, I bet even psychology, because that plays into it as well, as far as stress relief <laughs> and all yeah. of that. So, I mean, talk a little bit about your background, Damon. Oh, gosh. So I've been in the sports performance world for about 23 years and, uh, you know, been able to be able to work with uh, the majority of that career with a lot of the P uh, PGA players, LPGA uh, at the high level on the golf side. But I also dabble into the, you know, working with the professional basketball side. I had professional baseball. Um and, you know, I'm a, an avid learner anyways. And so to me, quite honestly, from uh, the family background, being all in academics anyways, uh, the, really the moment that you stop learning is the moment you stop teaching. And so uh, my thirst for uh, continual pursuit of that education is, number one, um, I've got to do a great service to my athletes, especially if they're going to be number one, number two, number three in the world, eventually, uh, they're coming to me for, uh, precise information. So I need to be really sniper level with the information that I'm going to be giving these guys uh, and girls. And so that's, what's really the thrust to me is, is, you know, stay on top of the game academically, uh, in order to be able to then, um, you know, relay that onto the athlete to get them to the highest level as well. So uh, just an avid learner uh, constantly. And then, you know, listen, I love sports. Um, I love being around athletes. Um, there's just something to it. Um, but it's not a simple thing of just, you know, you know hitting a white ball or shooting a, a ball through a hoop. You know, these guys have a great opportunity um, to play a sport, to then make an impact off of the course, off of the, the court, um, to really be able to impact a lot of lives. And, you know, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Winning helps that and it gives them a better platform 
uh, I think that's more the thrust behind why I do what I do is, is to be able to get them to a level that they can play to then be able to make a bigger impact globally. And you look at the physical stature of some of the top golfers in the world. And, you know, here, Will Zalator is, as you say, I think you told me you helped him maybe put on 20, 25 pounds in the last year. And, and I guess the challenge is for him to keep that weight on, right? Absolutely. And then obviously he's used to being at a certain weight. So that's a lot of weight to put on for somebody, you know, so you have to kind of, that might change his swing. It might change his tempo. I mean, you have to think of all of that as well, right? For sure. And, 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 and even conversely, when we're losing weight, that's why, you know, we, we can't have these visions of grandeur where it's going to happen overnight. Um, there, the body is absolutely beautiful and it has this great ability to be very adaptive to whatever uh, I'm introducing it to. And so whether that be losing weight or gaining weight, it has to be done over incremental time. Um, and so, you know, with visions of grandeur of saying losing 20 pounds in, in three months, it's probably not realistic, you know, gaining 20 pounds in three months, definitely not realistic. And so that's where, you know, we, we will either gain the weight, have the body adapt, gain the weight, have the body adapt, gain the weight, body adapt, same thing, same principle with trying to lose weight. But, you know, when, we, when we're taking a look at professional athletes, there's a lot of um, what we'll call triggers, uh, either from a mechanical standpoint, a nutrition standpoint, the toxins that were introduced, the site, you know, you mentioned the psychological triggers, um, environmental, uh, my immune system. There's a lot of triggers that will try to derail me from gaining weight or even losing weight. So we've got to understand how these, how we can mitigate some of these triggers uh, in order to stay at a, a good level for the machine to operate effectively. And so all of us really kind of need to take a look at that and go, you know, what is around me environmentally, you know, um, that may be a trigger for my body not to operate in an optimal way. Nutritionally, what am I, what do I need to kind of clean up in order to let my body operate effectively? Um, or even, you know, functionally, my body, right? If I'm dealing with old injuries, well, maybe I need to go get those addressed so I can move efficiently. I mean, listen, movement is medicine. And so if the body can't move effectively, um, it's going to have an impact on the entire system, right? And so you got to take a look at that as an athlete. You go, all of my systems, I need to play well together. How can I um, optimize every system uh, that we have? Obviously, your goals include helping your clients perform at the highest level, but you're also reducing the risk of injury. So that's a fine line right there. No, for sure. And that's why we're, we're always very precise with our testing and we're, you know, we're doing some, you know, mechanical testing, whether it be through movement efficiency testing, I always need to see how the athlete is moving in order to predict, you know, where there may be tight, weak or asymmetrical movements that are creating potential injuries. But even nutritionally, I got to take a look at a lot of the blood work as well and see what's going on in blood work. And so we've, we've throughout the year, we're constantly looking under the under the hood to see how this thing is operating. And, uh, it, you know, we leave things out of the guesswork world. I cannot guess uh, with an athlete like this and really for any client. Um, I, I don't like guesswork um, because you know, what may have worked with a Jordan definitely not, might not work with a Will, right? Or a Davis or one of my basketball guys. Because um, each one of us have a beautiful fingerprint of how we operate. Um, and so all of our 
um, systems move differently. And so we need to take those into consideration. And that's why, you know, getting with professionals that, whether that be a nutritional coach or a functional medicine doc or, you know, someone that uh, have a real hands-on uh, movement specialist like uh, like myself, you know, any kind of uh, performance coach or, you know, get very specific with, you know, uh, um, people that I need to see in order to then help me operate more effectively. And I think we try to uh, fix a lot of it on ourselves when there's a, there's a lot of resources out there that we can use to help us operate very effectively. Well, it certainly is working with your with your guys. Um, interesting, with your level of expertise, I'd love to hear your your comments. Do you think Tiger, who suffered, you know, so many back injuries and knee injuries and constantly, you know, just one injury after another throughout his career, yet he continued to play and win. Is there any way do you think Tiger could have avoided these injuries that he endured? Yeah, you know, that's such a, it's a good question. And it's a catch 22 question, right? Um, you know, could he probably have avoided a lot of injuries? Yeah. Um, but we also take have to take into consideration um, Tiger Woods, you know, personality. Even on the, in the gym, he wanted to go, go, go. In the, you know, on course, he needed to just attack, attack, attack on course. And so it's interesting, you know, you take the mindset of that and you go, well, you know, if we had such a concerted effort to avoid a lot of injuries, would Tiger have been Tiger, right? And so it, it's a catch-22 question because y- you never know, um, if he actually took a year off, uh, and, and listen, he had great teams around him the whole time, but at the same time, there is an emotional income to, um, a lot of people's operating mechanism, you know, uh, let's say, you know, for him, I mean, he loved to do a lot of Navy SEAL training. Is that good for the general public? Probably not. Is that good for a lot of professional athletes? No. Um, but there was an emotional income from that, that then drove him to be the best, uh, out on the course. Um, so, you know, to say yes or no on that, it's going to be really difficult because those pursuits served the golf, you know, uh, population really well, because look at it, you know, look at Tiger. I mean, he, he's, he's won so much and he's a legend on the, in the, in the sport. So, um, you know, it's. I think it actually served him well. Now, would it have, have created some longevity in his in his career even more so? Absolutely. But to see the guy still be able to get out on the course and and uh, give a good college effort on uh, you know trying to play in a major, I mean, that's very notable. Uh, and just his presence alone in the sport right now is is uh, much needed. Absolutely, especially you know coming back just a little over a year after that near fatal car accident for sure well you know golf is a grind no doubt about it these guys play and women in hot and humid conditions they walk a ton Um, they travel so much a lot of air travel i'm curious as to what your players drink and eat while they're on the golf course oh gosh well i mean listen we try to keep it as simple as possible is is at minimum uh, these these guys' wheels need to drink about half of their body weight in ounces of water. That's at minimum. Um, and so, you know, we uptick quite a bit of the, the hydration. A lot of the guys and girls will like to use um, some electrolyte replacements, and, and there's some really good ones. Um, you know, the Lip Pures uh, out there, the Noons, those are pretty good. Um, and, and so they'll, they'll uptick their hydration with the electrolytes when it's a very hot day. But listen, I mean, we're, we're playing a sport that 
there's not a crazy energy demand um, where it's requiring any kind of Gatorades or any kind of power aids or anything like that. In most cases, they have a lot of sugars anyways. And so we want to try to avoid that. Um, so as a big rule of thumb, you know, half of the body weight in ounces is at minimum. And then I like to uptick it, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 to maybe in 30 more ounces, depending on the weather. Um, in terms of food, we try to get fairly specific with it. Um, you know, we're trying to avoid uh, having a big glycemic response, right? A big sugar response uh, in the body. And so what we try to do is pick the bars that have low glycemic response, meaning I need to keep the brain at an even keel and the body at an even keel and not have these crazy up and down roller coaster moments in my glycemic response to food. Um, so we'll have, you know, things like quest bars or macro bars. Um, we'll also have uh, a lot of the, you know, protein. So, you know, some of the very organic um, jerkies we like. Uh, some trail mix, we try not to overconsume the trail mix uh, standpoint. Um, but we also have different things like uh, different shakes throughout the uh, round of play. So I'm a big fan of, um, you know, the protein shake, Kachaba. Um, and it has a cascading effect of just amazingness, uh, let alone just the protein standpoint. But what I'm trying to do essentially is maintain an energy level throughout the entire round um you know that, that i'm not having these up and down spikes a lot of us you know at the end of the round are completely tanked because we ate a snickers and and a hot dog at the turn right and so we're having this crazy glycemic response and my brain's like wait a minute i didn't like that and now uh, i'm too busy trying to process the nastiness that you just put in and so i like to keep a rule of thumb about every three holes um get a little bit of a nibble of something um, and then at every hole, uh, I'm trying to take at least five or six sips of the water, uh, while I'm walking. Um, and, and in general, you know, I like to see about three different, four different bottles being consumed throughout the entire round. Um, but hydration and nutrition, quite honestly, before the round is most important. So when I'm eating the day before, when I'm drinking the day before, when I'm drinking, eating that morning is going to be highly important. And then also using nutrition as a, as a recovery tool as well. You know, post round, uh, if I know I've got a weekend tournament and, you know, I've got to turn, I've got to play the very next day, probably not a good idea to go consume the pizza um, because I'm going to have a negative response to that. Right. So I'm going to keep it a very balanced protein, fat, fiber um, type meal. And so, you know, consuming those excess, you know, processed carbohydrates, things like that. The big thing that I would recommend is, you know, be very mindful of, of trying to reduce um, the sugar intake. You know, that's going to perpetuate a lot of the cellular inflammation. And we're, we're just an over-sugared uh, culture anyways. And so if we can start to avoid a lot of the sugar consumption, um, that's going to be a very clutch move in order to just to be uh, an optimal human machine. Absolutely. As a country, boy, we all consume way too much sugar and processed food. If we can get away from that, that would be a good start, right? Well, I could go on and on with you, Damon, but I really appreciate uh, your insight here. And um, if people want to learn more about you and, and your work with athletes, where can they visit? Yeah, they can go to the website, Goddard SPN, that's G-O-D-D-A-R-D-S-P-N.com. Uh, or go to the Instagram at Goddard SPN as well. And they can follow me doing all the fun stuff on tour and with my athletes. And uh, every now and then I like to show my cute boys and my beautiful fiance on the Instagram as well. So they can keep up with all of that. Well, continued success with uh, Will Zalatoris and 
Davis Riley, and we're rooting for Jordan Spieth. He's one of our favorites and would love to see him get in the winner's circle again. Absolutely. No, I appreciate the you inviting me. And this is, this is always fun. I love talking golf and talking performance all the time. Anyways, Damon Goddard. Thanks so much. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.